You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. The matchups, the superstars. The games. Starting defense. Place at the table. Wow! This is Football Sunday on the Fan. A comprehensive look at today's National Football League action with your hosts, Mike Lynch and Rashad Taylor. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Well, there's that open. Been waiting for that, man. As we have returned to Football Sunday. Lifts my spirits, man. Here on Sunday morning. Mike Rashad, Joe with you till 11 o'clock. This is not an official Football Sunday for this show because, well, the NFL hasn't begun yet. So we will not be doing a fantasy segment. We won't have our usual NFL stuff that we do. But we had college games yesterday. We did. Ducks played week one. Beavs played week one. There are Pac-12 games to talk about. And we got to wrap up our previews for the NFL anyway. Plus, next week, do we have a show? Eh, Seahawks are on early, so no, we don't. <laughs> we'll be back for week two after this week. Thanks but a lot, uh, Seahawks. Yeah, I know. So we'll get uh, we'll get the college football stuff in, and we'll we'll finish our preview, and then we'll start doing our normal football stuff in week two with you guys. But uh, before we get into all of that, uh, Rashad alerted us <laughs> earlier this week that he did not have his car. Always something. Last Sunday, it is always something with your car. It's I hate it. Silly Range Rovers, and um, you you were you you were here last week. You had your car. You're like, yeah, it's not really driving very well. Like the wheels kind of tight. I'm gonna just uh, bring it into the shop after the show. Like I'm gonna just get get it there. I was like, okay, cool. And then you texted and you were like, yeah, I don't have a car. I was like, all right, well, if you need me to pick you up or something, let me know. And you were like, all right. You didn't say anything, so I thought you were fine. Um, we get a text, Joe and I, at eight forty eight. Uh, I was I was in there talking to him, and both our phones buzz, and it's Rashad, <laughs> and I will read this. I don't know if I can actually read it verbatim. <laughs> I definitely read I, I, I cannot. I'd bleep some stuff. Definitely can't. <laughs> this Uber driver is a bleeping idiot. I'm about to beat his ass. <laughs> Hey man, listen. <laughs> Two exclamation points on both of them, so I knew you were upset. Now you got here at eight fifty nine, so you are on time. I, that yeah, is I good. Yeah. You were on time. And you just were shaking your head at me. And I was like, save it. I want to hear it first on the air. So the floor is yours, sir. What happened to your Uber ride into the well, station? This well, morning? first off, let me preface all my comments by saying uh, shout out to man, Uber and Lyft drivers because you guys are the real MVPs. Um Especially the good Almost ones. Almost all of you the are ones good, that, yeah. The ones that make great conversation if you're actually trying to, you know, trying to talk in the back of you. I know a lot of people don't really care to They have, really like, talk. mints and Jolly yeah, Ranchers. Yeah, they might have waters for, yeah. or, 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 like, a charger for your phone. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Something that like before. that. Very, very hospitable, you know, when they're when they're driving. This guy wasn't. 
So immediately when he when he pulled up to get me, he was already like um, maybe uh, 400 feet, 500 feet in front of the spot, uh, the spot. And I kept, you know, waving down like, hey, it's me. So I get closer. He keeps kind of moving forward like it wasn't me. Like when you get an Uber or Lyft, like there's not a picture of you of what you look like. You know, so this way the person knows that's yeah. what I'm looking for. You know, so he kept kind of pulling all that was that was weird to me. Whatever. We get in the car and he starts driving a total opposite way to get here. But there's a million ways to get here, right? So man, no problem. Follow the GPS. For whatever reason, we start ending up like uh in, in like the West Hills. I'm like, I'm looking around like what why is it taking so long to get here? And he's like, Oh, I'm I'm following the GPS. Oh, he went to the wrong address, and, didn't and he? I'm like, okay. Getting there? No, the mm. address here to the to the to the fan is zero seven zero zero Southwest Bancroft. I know that because I've given it to people a thousand times, and I I've moved here before. Technically, that's not the address that's not anymore. The address anymore, but, but you can still get you can here still get that. here from from that address. You yeah. know, if you were to look at look it up, that that's probably what it's going to give you more than likely. So. For whatever reason, we're way in the West Hills. I'm like, why are we over here? This is not near the Hills. Oh, following the following the GPS. Okay, cool. We pull up to this residential, almost like gated neighborhood, and he's like, we're here. And I'm like, bro, this is, no, this is not it. It's, we're like seven miles away. I was like, this is not it. This is not where we're supposed to be. Oh, but this is what the address says. This is not what the address says. I'm looking exactly what the address says because I'm the one that sent it to you. So I know what it says. Oh, well, I, I don't know. This isn't my fault. Well, it's not my fault, bro. Well, yeah, but this isn't my fault, so you need to call Uber. And say, hey, man, take me to where I need to go. This is not it. Take me there. Oh, well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you, you have to put it in your phone again. So you're going to make me pay again for a trip that you messed up. Like, I have nothing to do with it. You look at my phone. Here's the address where we're supposed to go. None of these ad- ad- addresses say 0700. Not one of them. So I'm not sure how we ended up here. Oh, well, you have to call them because I'm not going to go anywhere else after this next trip. Well, fine. I was about to say something. I was like, well, fine, bro. Like, I don't care. Just take me where I'm supposed to go. Like, what are you talking about? And so the whole rest of the ride, this is when I text you guys. The whole rest of the ride, the guy keeps, well, I hope this is the right address because if it's not the right address, hey, man, that's when I text you guys like, hey, man, I'm about to whoop his ass because he's he's over here bugging right now because I'm sitting here. I'm trying to be cool. I'm on my phone. I'm not paying attention. I'm just I'm trying to get through it. I'm reading through scores and everything like that. And this dude just keeps really, really pushing it. And he's like, okay, you sure this is the place? Hey, bro. Am I sure this is the uh, place almost, that I go to al- work every weekend? Almost like right there kind of by where you get off of uh, off the freeway. and come. I almost was like, man, let me out. Let me out, bro. Because if not, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw something at you. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. You guys know I'm one of the most mild-mannered people that you that you'll that you'll meet or that you'll come across. Actually, man. you get out. I'll take the car. This I know dude where I'm going. Was <laughs> cruising for a bruising for whatever reason <laughs> this morning. Like it was one of those things. The minute I got out of the car, there was no thank you. There was no goodbye. There was man. I I want to slam his door so bad, but I didn't want to disrespect his car. But man, I, I'm telling you, th- yo. We were lucky that it, we didn't. That ride didn't last another two minutes because he would have been choked out. That's crazy that that <laughs> happened. Because I, okay, so the reason I think it may have happened is uh, I have every once in a while I have ordered food here to the station. Now, if you put what is supposed to be the correct address into Google for it or into whatever app you're using, DoorDash, Grubhub, whatever. Sometimes it sends people to the wrong place. I have had two deliveries here. Now, we are on Bancroft Street. We are. Near the old spaghetti factory. However, on the other side of I-5, up in the West Hills, there's Bancroft Street. It's the same street. 
and that was not well it was southwest they were both southwest i think i think down here south now and up it's there, south, it, was, it was southwest and then up there is southwest and i guess it thinks that there's an address there that matches ours although if you look at google maps there is not it's just a field but every once in a while they'll be sent there and they'll call like hey i'm at the address but there's nothing here and i look at i look at the app and then you can like track them on the map i'm like you're nowhere near me and i'm like no you're supposed to come here so I, I wonder if something like that happened and you, because and, and you know what the correct response to that is were, were you on do you know were we were you, on a bancroft Street. you were on bancroft over we there yeah. we were and here's what the correct response should be oh i'm, I'm sorry this is crazy the gps took me somewhere else where do we need to go boom conversation over mm-hmm. there's no hard feelings i understand gps takes you all types of crazy places sometimes man cool like not a problem this guy was really kept doubling down that this wasn't his fault it was like okay it's not my fault either. It's no one's fault. Let's just get there now. It's the GPS's fault. But he fault. just kept going on and on about how he's not going to do this and he's not going to do this. Hey, man, get me where I'm supposed to be. I've already paid you. Get me there. This is not where I'm supposed to be. So Did you have to pay him twice? Heavens no. Okay. I wish, man, I wish he would. But uh, I was going to say, he said, well, you got to put it in again. Like, no. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm already I'm, in your I'm car. definitely not. But so, again, man, I, this is the first time, honestly, of all the times I've taken Uber or Lyft or anything like that, this is the first time I've ever had any type of weirdness back and forth so again shout out to all the uber and lyft drivers that really make it happen that are great people and you know great conversationalist things this guy could learn a lot from any of those other people you know maybe he was just having a really bad morning or bad evening and although yes he should have been better to you maybe he's a huskies fan maybe he's a huskies fan. perhaps maybe he's a jets fan <laughs> i don't know and i'm wearing a patriots hat today i don't know what the issue is either way uh we were going to have a problem if that ride lasted yeah, Patriot a, a, another fans couple minutes. think they can just run things. Yeah. Tell me where to go. He was hella rude, man. Well, hella you rude. got here I on time. Like I'm glad you did. And we have a lot of football to do. Let's we, got do a, we got a lot of football to talk about. And we will begin, as per usual, UCLA. With Washington. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, we'll begin with the Ducks and the Beavs. As uh, Ducks got a win, although it was not very pretty. The Beavs did not get a win. And mostly it was not very pretty. I think the general vibe of the Pac-12 was after yesterday. A couple of good wins, but the the first week did not go very well for the Conference of Champions. So we'll start there. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Week one of the college football season, almost in the books. There is a game today and tomorrow, so, you know, there's still a couple of games to watch if you are intrigued. But Pac-12 is done, and it did not have a very good weekend. We'll uh, dive into really detail for Oregon and Oregon State, and then we'll kind of get the other ones a little bit more surface level for you guys before we head into the rest of our NFL previews. But uh, we'll begin with the Ducks, the 11th-ranked Oregon Ducks beat Fresno State 31-24 at home in a game that was way closer than everyone expected it to be, but it is a win. A win is a win. That was kind of how I felt at the end of watching the game. I was like, you know what? That wasn't the best game. There was a lot to work on. It wasn't very pretty, but at least you got the win because going into the Ohio State game, both of you guys want to know you don't want to be losing to Fresno State early because your season's immediately over. Right. The, the college football playoff hopes are basically dashed, and it's it, it's like, oh, boy, here we go. What's going to happen? So you got the win. There was certainly some week one rust. But, uh, look, that there are question marks now that I have going into the game against Ohio State next week, uh, and it starts at the quarterback position with Anthony Brown. That was a position that I was uncertain about because I just didn't know a lot about him. Transferred from Boston College, came in and played a tiny bit last year. Uh, you know, there was, there was the talk of a couple of the, the young quarterbacks, uh, like Ty Thompson, uh, who, or, or Jay, uh, Butterfield who could come in and potentially take that job from him in camp. They did not. It went to Anthony Brown, but what I saw from Anthony Brown yesterday was a very, I think Joe said this best, like timid. He was nervous, rattled, maybe. There, there was something in the way that he was playing that was very uncomfortable. There, you know, sometimes when you're going into a season, there's a couple of things you'd like to see from your team. You know, you're going to get rust in week one. But one of the things for me, at least when I'm looking, watching, uh, I, I want to see just like a steadiness. You know what? You know what the offense is. You know how it's going. You, you know what your game plan is. And although it may not always be executed to the perfect level, there's a steadiness to it. And I didn't feel like offensively. There was a steadiness to Oregon's game yesterday, and it all started with Anthony Brown, who was, you know, had the game-winning rushing touchdown, 30-yard touchdown to win the game, big play, did have a passing touchdown, but generally was pretty unimpactful or low impact in that game. Um, You know, I didn't see a lot of the game, uh, but the parts I did see, I'll be honest, uh, Anthony Brown at best, at least week one, looks like a, a, a game manager. You know, just somebody who you're hoping doesn't make doesn't too mess many, up. yeah, doesn't make too many mistakes. You know, when they're out there, uh, there was nothing overly impressive 
you know, in week one about at least at least from the plays that I saw and some of the highlights, it was nothing like super impressive. That of course the thirty yard scramble to to win the game eventually was, you know, you hope to see more of that. But I think with some of these weapons that Oregon has, you want to make sure that he's able to spread the ball around and uh, get those guy get the ball to open open receivers and open guys. And honestly, when you're looking at these, the, when you're looking at the box score and you're looking at what some of these guys were able to do, it's like, you know, Micah Pittman didn't have a huge, huge impact on the game. Jalen Red didn't have a huge, huge impact on the game. I think those are people that you're really looking looking at offensively to to be big playmakers. Where was true day. freshman Troy Franklin where who won Troy a job? Franklin? Exactly. He wasn't you know, there. Where was that? You know, you lose uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, uh, toward the, towards the middle of the game, end of the game. I can't really, really remember when he went down. But uh, there was just a lot of – there are a lot of holes week one. And you hope that – and we've seen this before from the Ducks. Even when Mariota was their quarterback playing against teams like Utah State at the beginning of the season – and just really having some early season struggles. You're hoping, I think we're all hoping that's what these are. There's just an early season struggle. But, uh, you know, Fresno State, are, they're, they're never punks. You know, they they're, they always come, they always play hard. They may not always win the game, but it's always going to be uh, a slugfest for the most part. And I don't know if U of O was, was ready I, all I the think, way yesterday. I think what you just said, though, bothers me a tiny bit. Uh, you're right, Fresno, Fresno looked good in week one. I mean, they played UConn, who... Yeah, I mean, is one of the worst FBS teams I've ever seen got, in the history yeah, they of the got world. A dub, though, so, uh, but they played well. So, I mean, yeah, they're not a terrible team. I think we saw the Fresno's better than than we expected going yes. into this game. But the problem with with early early jitters for Anthony Brown to me is he's not a freshman. He's not a first time starter. He's a grad transfer. He started at Boston College for a couple of years. He was with the Ducks last year. He played for the Ducks last year. So, I, I was really looking for a bit more of a this is my job and I'm going to run with it kind of mentality, especially because he won the job over two younger quarterbacks who have very, very high projections moving forward uh, in, in Thompson and Butterfield. So I I just wanted to see that steadiness that I always look for. You know, one thing, because uh, I watched the Syracuse game as well because they're my team, Syracuse is projected to be awful this year, like horrifically bad. Mm-hmm. They were an underdog to Ohio, but they won 29 to 9. And you know what? There was a steadiness to it. Their offense worked. They had a game plan. They executed the game plan. They didn't score on all their drives, but they played pretty well. I was happy with it. I was content. I don't think Oregon fans are content after this win. Well, I mean, and we got to remember, you know, Anthony Brown, you know, him being a grad transfer, he really only had one full season of being a starter. And I want to say that was his sophomore year, you know, and then from there he threw 20 20, uh, TDs and, and nine picks, you know, and then... Uh, he didn't start the, his junior year and then obviously coming to Oregon and, you know, not doing a whole, whole lot the next year. And, you know, so this is, this is five years of college football, you know, for him. And, you know, even when he was a starter, the numbers weren't impressive. They weren't like out of this world, you know, court, this quarterback could win the Heisman or be even be a, a late round draft picked numbers. They, they really weren't, you know, so I'm not sure what we're expecting. This isn't Vernon Adams. This isn't a, a great, uh, quarterback from another from a smaller school coming over to take over you know this is a, a quarterback from you know an, a Boston College isn't a juggernaut you know, at least you know not now you know as far as football is concerned and this is the guy that you inherited and I mean for now this is what he, this is this I think this is what he is we don't really know because I'm not sure how many games you or Joe watched as, as of Boston College 
you know. So I I have no idea how this kid plays, you know. But if if well, it's and, any indication, if, if we yeah. want it's any indication of how he's going to play, it might be a long season for them. Well, right, and that's what I was saying is uh, I had more hope for him to be better right. because he was a grad transfer as opposed to being a freshman. Uh, defensively, I was quite impressed by by Oregon's defense. Uh, yes, Kevon Thibodeau did leave the game very early after suffering a sprained ankle. They put him in a walking boot. Um, they said it was pretty, uh, or it was not serious. It's a better way to put it. But I'm not sure about what his status is going to be going into the Ohio State game. Obviously, he's going to be massively important in that game, and you need him there. But he had a strip sack, forced fumble that that led to a touchdown. Uh, you also had, uh, who else uh, forced the fumble? Oh, my God. Joe, help me. Who was it? Was it Mace Funa? He forced a fumble, right? Boo, I believe so. Yes. Oh my God. It's not even on here. I hate this. Um, Mace Funa or Noah Sewell. I forget which one it was. One of the linebackers forced a fumble too. Uh, yeah, it was Sewell. Oh, that, it was Sewell? No, okay. I just said it. Yeah, it was Sewell. Um, Sewell also forced a fumble at the goal line. I think Mace Funa recovered the fumble and um, led to a couple of touchdowns. I thought Justin Flo looked spectacular out there. He had 14 tackles and, uh, you know, he's wearing that crazy like neck roll, like back plate thing, super old school, which I kind of really love at the linebacker position. He played great. Mikhail Wright looked really, really good for the most part. Yes, the secondary is young and you saw some of that come to fruition during the game. Uh, Fresno State was able to throw the ball a little bit on the ducks. There was a little bit of a bend, don't break going on for them. But generally speaking, I really like the playmaker aspect of what we saw defensively from Oregon. It was just the offense that really bothered me. That's all. Yeah, I think that the offense is, and lately it's it's kind of seemed like the offense has been the, the issue. Last year we talked a lot about how the Ducks improved defensively. And, you know, the defense played well and the defense was doing this. And the offense was like, eh, I mean, it's an offense. You know, they're 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 running the ball-ish. And, you know, so there wasn't anything super impressive. Uh, I think that's a, a, a big difference for, for this Ducks team as far as the change of personality because now you see – that they've committed to the defensive end, and they've really committed to bringing in um, some some really talented, talented freshmen like Kevon Thibodeau. Uh, this is his third year, right? Is this yep. His second, yeah, third year. When he came in, do you remember how excited everybody was about how different this defense would look? And uh, now you throw in uh, Justin – is it Flo? Yep. Well, yeah, now you throw in, throw in Justin Flo. And, again, you're right, he looks – he looks as old school as it gets from from that uh, from that position. Just and they sold him from roll. USC, by the way. Yeah, too. man, big big neck roll, two thirty five, six three. Like he's a he's a big dude on the defensive end. So uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what this defense can do, and if, let's see if the offense can kind of catch up to where they are. And we should be concerned about the Ohio State game. Do you do you honestly? And this is this is being real. Do you on? Did you before uh, yesterday's game? Did you think Oregon was going to compete with Ohio State in that game? Yeah. You do? Yeah, especially Joe? after watching against Minnesota. Ohio State won, but Ohio State didn't look great either. They had their own issues as well. Now, they had some big plays, of course, but with a true freshman quarterback, I thought – generally, I thought Ohio State would win the game, but I thought Oregon could play them close, make it a competitive game. Because I don't think Ohio State – or Oregon's going to beat Ohio State. I mean, that's just that's well, just me. Well, be, be competitive or different things. I mean, be, com- be competitive, uh, perhaps, you know, but – I just I don't know. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. That's just me. You know, there's nothing that I saw from that Oregon game and the parts that I saw that say, man, yes, this team is leaps and bounds better than Fresno State and on par with Ohio State. Ohio State, though, also did not look great week one. They did not. 
Um, okay, we did get this text in. 503-250-1080 is the text line if you'd like to join the conversation. Um, just like the Beavs, Ducks struggled to move the ball consistently on offense. Smith made the call and went with the younger quarterback, Nolan, who should get the start next week. I think you give Anthony Brown a quarter next week, but then go with one of the young guys to get that spark. We'll get to the Beavs next segment, but I, I could see that certainly being a thing that happens. I already saw it on Twitter. I saw some calls for Ty Thompson to come in when Anthony Brown was struggling in the middle of the game. It was, it, it happens fast when there's quarterback competitions before the season starts, when you don't have a surefire guy. And yeah, I mean, if Anthony Brown comes out next week and doesn't play well, I don't know if you throw a freshman into an Ohio state game in the second quarter. For sure you don't, but you might put him in week three and say, Hey, Anthony Brown, you gave it a go. We gave you a couple of games. You're really not fitting what we're trying to do. And we're going to give it to this guy. Um, I just don't know if you would do that against Ohio State. That would no. be that would be a great way to crush someone's confidence very quickly. No, you, you're going to want to go with your best athlete. And at this point, as far as we know, that's Anthony Brown uh, at the quarterback spot against Ohio State. So you, you, this is kind of the hill you have to die on for right now. You have to go ahead and go with Anthony Brown as your number one, at least until you get to week three, because the last thing you want is uncertainty when you're about to play a juggernaut like Ohio State. All right. Let's take a break. Coming up next, we'll switch gears and uh, get to the Beavs, plus whatever texts uh, come in during the break, 503-250-1080. Beavs also lost to Purdue. Close game, but uh, it was not enough at the end with the quarterback switch. We'll get to that next. First, Joe has sports. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Ball Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 934. Sunday morning. Mike Rashad. Sound full of myself and rude. Joe with you until 11 o'clock. Oh. I could have sworn I pulled up the instrumental version. <laughs> nope. Rashad's got a good voice, you know. And Pharrell Williams in the studio with yeah. us this morning. Yeah, he, can, he can sing. <laughs> Is that the sound they make? I don't remember. I don't know what it means. Oregon State fell to Purdue 30 to 21 later in the afternoon yesterday, four o'clock kick for that one. And 
the big moment in this game, which should give B fans some hope moving forward is the switching quarterback. Now, everyone assumed Tristan Jebbia was a starter, but he's recovering from his injury. So he was not able to play immediately this year. They gave the chance to Sam Neuer, the Beaverton high school grad, the Colorado transfer. They gave him the start and boy, did he look rough. He did not look the part in the game. There was the, there was a couple of drives early where I was like, okay, I could see why they gave him the chance. Of course, the scoring drive early, the three play scoring drive that had the trick play in it uh, was a really beautiful drive. It was rare to see Oregon state actually have such a succinct, well thought out plan drive that worked in the last few years. So that was nice to see, but Sam Neuer did not have it. And they made the switch to chance Nolan in the second half of that game. And within a second, you could tell that the game was going to be different with him in there. And it was simply because he threw the ball accurately downfield. Sam Neuer was just winging it up there and he was not very accurate. Now, Chance Nolan wasn't perfect. He overthrew a couple of receivers. But in that second half, it was like dart, 15-yard dart, 20-yard dart, first down, first down. He was able just to elevate the offense to a different level because he was able to get the ball to different levels of receivers than Sam Neuer was in the game. It didn't wind up being enough at the end. Uh, Oregon State did get it back within a couple of points, but their defense was not able to hold on a late drive by, by Purdue. So Purdue does win by nine. RIP the Beavs plus seven uh, pick that I had this week by just two measly points. But I think with Chance Nolan showing what he did this week, you can't you can't not give him the start next week for week two. Um, and I think that will help Oregon State's offense look a lot better and more consistent because outside of that one drive that Neuer had that led to the touchdown in the first quarter, the offense was nothing. It was it was like three and outs and six and outs and punts, and it just was really inconsistent and didn't look good. At least with Chance Nolan in there, you had an offense that looked uh, acceptable to me. I, I So I only saw uh, a lot of the highlights, and I read some of the recaps of the game, and it seems like everybody is – uh, kind of on board to where you are, Lynch, is that Sam Neuer, uh, while everybody is glad that he's a local kid and he got the nod, that he's probably not the quarterback uh, that you need moving forward. And Chance Nolan, the sophomore, came in and really took the offense uh, to another level and was able to make the right play. Went 10 for 16 on the day, 157 yards, which I know for a lot of people doesn't look great you know that, that those numbers aren't like incredibly impressive but considering when he came into the game and what he was able to do no he didn't throw a touchdown but he did put his team in position to score twice after that and so um i've you know it, it sounds like it's a it's a win for the beeves i don't here's what i don't want to keep doing though i don't want to keep giving the beeves these um sentimental these these wins on i don't want to call them sentiment but these like on a you know, well, at least they tried kind of things. Like, we, I think we have to stop doing that to the Beavs because it's almost kind of like, you know, well, I mean, well, at least they're playing hard. At least they're out there. Nah, like at this point, it's been, this is what, year four for? Jonathan Smith? Yeah, this is I year four so, yeah. for him, year three, year four. So at this point, it's it's prove it time. It's time to make a bowl game. It's time to win seven games. Like all this, well, at least they're playing hard. At least they're you know they're trending the right way. Nah, I don't know if you're a Beavers fan, you should be over hearing that because as somebody that you know Loki covers the Beavs, like I'm tired of saying it. I'm I'm tired. We've been talking about the same thing for the Beavers on the show for seven years, and that's saying that well, you know, next year they'll hopefully they'll be better, and next game hopefully they'll be able to turn it around. And nah, like we need to see 
results. And especially if you're a, if you're a Jonathan Smith, I think this is this is prove it year. This this has to be prove it year. You can, there's, well, there can there's never been a consistent quarterback since uh, since he's been there. There there has been I guess a consistent run game ish. You know, well, but I mean but, you had Jamar yeah, Jefferson, yeah, Jamar yeah. Jefferson. But out but outside of that, like. What do you have? You haven't had consistently great receivers. Your offensive line's been inconsistent. Your defense has been horrible. Yes. I think I think there's a slight difference here. One, I'm not saying that. Uh, Oregon State was not expected to beat Purdue. No. So uh, just let's remember that going into the conversation with this. I thought Oregon State would beat Purdue. They didn't. And a lot of it was on Neuer in the first half for sure. But um, they were not expected, generally speaking, to beat Purdue in this game. I also agree with you that Oregon State should be a five or six win team this year. They should be making that next step. But what I will say is despite the fact that the record hasn't always looked the greatest as opposed to Gary Anderson, when he was here, you are seeing improvement with Jonathan Smith. I think the one thing you have to remember with programs like Oregon state and where they were is it takes a while to build a program back up. That is in a really, really, really bad spot in a major conference as well. If you're in a major conference and you have tough competition every week and you are one of the worst teams in that conference, it takes a long time or a really, really big hit on a top recruit that uh, to help kind of pull you out of it. And you got you still you got to look at it in smaller bursts. So I thought Oregon State could beat Purdue. They were within two points, and uh, like I said, gave up that touchdown late in the fourth quarter. I gave them back the nine point lead and they just didn't have enough on it. Plus they had a fourth and one. The the Beavs did to try to get back close again and they had the false start, which just killed it. It was fourth and one and they got the false start and had to go for it on fourth and six, which was brutal. But it what I saw was, hey, at least until Jebby is back, you found a quarterback who looks like he can throw the ball. Right. And going into the next few games, that gives me hope that they can get a couple of wins. And that's all I'm saying is I didn't I, I thought they would keep it close with Purdue. I thought they could win, but I wasn't surprised that they lost the game. But you've got Hawaii and Idaho in your next two games. Go get a couple of wins. Figure out if Chance Nolan's the guy or if Jebbia starts getting a little bit healthier. I don't I I, I didn't I, I haven't seen the update on Jebby. I know he potentially could be back this year, but I don't know when that would be. I'll check it. But that's that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, oh, it was a good oh shucks, no, good I get performance. It. No, I totally get it's it. It's more like that's about what we expected. They played it close with Purdue. They looked pretty good in some aspects of the game. You know, the running back situation is a little bit questionable. They've got multiple guys who could get the job, and none of them looked great yesterday. Although I did like what I saw from Trey Lowe in, in short bursts. So uh, way to go for the local kid there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it it is what it is. It was a Big Ten opponent, and you played them close, and you lost on the road. I think that's just kind of the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. And, you, and you figured some stuff out. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, and I, I don't want to keep giving them moral victories, but – I mean, I guess if you're looking for a silver lining, yeah, sure. You know, I mean, you you went in without your your actual QB one, and uh, you were still able to be competitive for most of the game. Uh, you lost by nine, you know, which isn't you didn't get blown out, but you still lost. And that's my thing. Like, I, I'd I'd love to talk about all the things that the Beavs did right in in route to a win, you know, as opposed to. Well, you know, they still got this. Like, it's going to be a long season covering the Beavs. This is kind of what we. You know, are always expected to do for them, but I mean, you've got some good play, got good things in place. You know, like not every team has a Trey Low. You know, and Nolan, uh, Chance Nolan, if he's going to be the starter moving forward, it looks like you might have a chance 
uh, to to at least move the ball a little bit. Like he played just a half, right? So if these numbers are correct, then he's probably right around 300 yards a game. You know, if he if he starts a whole game, maybe a touchdown in between there, like that could be pretty good for this team. But I just think this team has so many things to to work out. You know, before they get to a point to where we're really talking about, man, the Beavs are here. At least they're here to compete for a bowl spot. Six wins. Uh, this was from Nick Dashiell yesterday. Tristan Jebbia clearly walking with a slight limp, but he's in full uniform and um, he's not a full participant in practice yet. So uh, he has he is recovering from a very serious hamstring injury. And um, I think I, I don't know how long it's going to take. If he was in full uniform, OK, they were willing to throw him out there in a, in a worst case scenario where you need a third quarterback. So that means he was healthy enough to be used in an emergency situation, which gives me hope that maybe by the start of the conference season, you might have him as an option as well. If Chance Nolan or Sam Neuer or whoever it is, isn't giving you exactly what you want. Because uh, I think if you had Jebbia in that game yesterday, I think the Bees might have won. Just because you had the experience, he's played more consistently for them. And it, I think that would have helped, especially in the first half, uh, keep them uh, with maybe some more consistent offensive prowess give him a couple more field goals maybe another touchdown in there and make the game a little bit more competitive early instead of chasing it at the end all right let's uh, wrap up our thoughts on the pac-12 slate next oregon fans you may not be happy that you barely beat fresno state but i bet you're happy that your foes up north lost at home to an fcs team and only scored seven points mm. that's next this is football sunday on the fan Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 9.48 on your Sunday morning. We are heavy on the ditty this morning, and guess what? I like it. Gonna be honest, These man. are classic songs, man. Yeah, man. Nostalgic. The, the first I Need a Girl is a better song. The one with Usher. I didn't like this one as much. This is a good song. Oh, I think you're right. The first one yeah. is probably better. I like the first one. All right, so the Pac-12... <laughs> Boy, I feel like we have this conversation every week, right? The Pac-12 did not have a very good showing in week one of the college football season. You don't say. Outside of Oregon, in the north, you had, wait for it, Stanford lose to Kansas State 24-7. Now, people don't think Stanford's going to be very good this year, but... They scored seven points against Kansas State. Before you go down the scores, I just want to say, I feel like the highs were pretty high, but the lows were very low. I don't think the highs were that high, Joe. I don't think you were beating FCS teams, so I'm going to slow my roll on that. The one high was great, and we'll get to that too uh, because I watched that game. Uh, Stanford loses to Kansas State 24-7. The Beavs lost to Purdue 30-21. Cal blew a lead against Nevada, lost 22-17. And Wazoo lost to Utah State 26-23. And with the cherry on top, FCS Montana goes into Seattle, plays 20th-ranked Washington, and wins 13-7. Bum, bum, bum. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. I mean, not so terrible. Well. I'll I'll take it. Ducks fans will be happy. (laughs) Terrible for the conference that one of your ranked teams loses to an FCS team at home. Um, the South did a little better. Utah beat Weber State big. Arizona State beat Southern Utah big. Colorado beat Northern Colorado big. Those are all FCS wins. I'm not really that impressed by that. 
USC ran away late from San Jose State. They scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. San Jose State's better than people remember. Last year, they went undefeated in the COVID season. And uh, I believe their head coach is Brent Brennan, who's a former Oregon State assistant, by the way. So he's doing some good things there. USC had a fight on their hands in that game for a, a decent por- portion of it, but pulled away late. And, uh, you know, Arizona lost to BYU, which was expected because Arizona is booty. But the big one was UCLA and Chip Kelly beating 16th ranked LSU in Los Angeles, 38 to 27. And I, I, I feel like it's crazy. And I feel like it's it's like cold takes or old takes exposed kind of stuff right here. But I think Chip Kelly might be back. I think he may have figured it out because his offense at Oregon no longer works because so many people do what he did. He was the pioneer, but now people know how to how to work against it. And he's taken what he's learned from the NFL. He's kept some of those concepts. And now he's built up a team and he's brought talent in. Now, granted, you still have Dorian Thompson Robinson as your quarterback, which is terrifying, but you have an amazing running back in Zach Charbonneau, who has looked amazing in the first two weeks, had 117 rushing yards last week, or, or, or this week, sorry, in this game last night. And LSU had question marks, but they were ranked they're an SEC team, and it was a good game. But to be honest, it never truly felt like UCLA was going to lose it. It felt like UCLA was just keeping them at arm's length, Everything that they did, they had an answer for. And bravo to UCLA and Chip for getting that big win because that helps the conference after a really rough weekend. Man, uh, Oregon State, take note. This is how you rebuild your team. From from nothing, from a laughing stock in the conference to uh, possibly, you know, on its way to uh, its first bowl game in a long time. Chip Kelly, everybody wrote him off. Oh man, he he after he fizzled out in the NFL, he's not he's not a great coach. This offense no longer works. And here Chip is, and this is is this year four for Chip at Oregon at, excuse me at a Yeah, UCLA? year four. This is year four for Chip. And what do you know? year four, they take down LSU. Man, uh, number one, man, Pac twelve teams don't typically play that well against the SEC. Historically, it just doesn't happen. They go and they go against SEC teams and the offensive defensive short. line difference yeah, is yeah, so big. Maybe they just fall short. Here's a here's an instance where the Tigers came to UCLA and UCLA won. I don't think did you expect them to win, Joe? Uh I think after their game against Hawaii, it looked like they would have a chance. I and you felt uh, I mean, going into the season, you see that game on the schedule, you're it's like, a, Oh, that's a loss. That's yeah, that's but a then loss. they they spanked Hawaii, and you're like, oh, damn, maybe they got something here. Maybe they'll be competitive. I didn't see them winning, but I thought it was going to be much closer than before the season started because right. of that Hawaii smackdown. I think the spread was only three or three and a half. Yeah. So Vegas thought this game would be closer and never never go against Vegas because they know what they're doing. I figured LSU would figure out a way to win this game, and that's just because as, as much as, yes, they looked good against Hawaii and, and Charbonneau looked amazing, it's you still got Dorian Thompson Robinson at quarterback who still has issues throwing the football, although he did have three touchdown passes in this game yesterday. He had nine completions. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. so I, like he barely threw it, but you know, at least they were, he had a very high efficiency because he had 260 passing yards on nine completions, which is crazy. Um, but there's still that concern because I don't think he's really that great of a quarterback. He's, but he's what they've got right now. 
but I did not expect them to look as good as they did. No, no uh, definitely not. Dorian Thompson Robinson did everything uh, that you would expect him to do. Uh, again, 260 yards for the air and, and three on touchdowns nine completions. on nine completions. Like, so uh, yeah, a third of his completions went for touchdowns. Like, that's that's pretty, you know, impressive, especially against, you know, LSU is going to have three or four dudes from that defense that are about to go in the first uh, in the first three, four rounds of the NFL draft. So you know that they have NFL talent on that defense. You know that they have NFL talent on that offense. And yet and still, they, they came down to uh, the Rose Bowl and UCLA put it on them. And so shout out to Chip Kelly and, again, Oregon State and really any bottom feeder that's trying to, you know, come out of that bottom, bottom feeder status to be uh, competitive. Man, this, this is how you do it. Stay the course, recruit your recruit your in-state guys, and hopefully you can rebuild your program. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it looks like UCLA could have you know what it takes to LSU is probably the hardest game on their schedule. I haven't seen their schedule yet. Hold on, let me look at it. Yeah, they have LSU, Stanford. They'll play Oregon, but as far as like competitive football, LSU is probably the, the hardest game that they'll have on their schedule, just based on the personnel they played against. So. If if this if this game can be or excuse me if the season can be anything like this game I think we're in for a treat with UCLA this year. Um, and then I, I don't know I, I'm going to be honest I didn't watch the Washington game so uh, I can't speak to what happened in that game. You know it was on when a bunch of other stuff was going on I was flipping between the UCLA game and the Oregon State game and Clemson Georgia and I just I didn't even really think like Washington versus Montana was going to be worth watching so. I, I, I don't Well, it doesn't seem like it did seem like it was good watching 13 to seven. For I God mean, sakes. good watching. No, was it worth watching to find out why they played so badly? Probably. Yes, I have no perhaps. I, I don't I don't know what happened in that game, so I'm not going to pretend to analyze it. It's it's horrific that you would lose to Montana as a ranked team going into the season. Um, it's only happened six times in history where a ranked team has locked a uh, loss to FCS. What about at home? That uh, I just had the list up. I'll look at that to see because most of the times it is at home. Yeah, the FC. Uh, you schedule that Usually FCS the FCS team. team is at home. And yeah, the, you're probably right. All six of them are probably the, at home. The thing about this game that, that made it dope. so weird was the fact that if this had been a, you know, a I guess 35-28 shootout that just kind of you know whoever scored last won the game, I could totally you're like, understand. Oh wow, Montana's got a good offense, yeah, right? and it just was bad luck or this something. This was an ugly fought game. Like, and at the end of the day, Montana is the one that came out on top. That's the part that's, you know, in a game like this, in a 7-14 game with the Huskies and the Grizzlies for Montana, who who do you think would have won that game? 7-13. Seven to, seven to I'm going to say Washington. Washington yeah. is probably, you know, they played ugly and did it. So somebody played their way and just just punched them in the mouth. And, and maybe now uh, they'll take this game as motivation and know how they felt and run the gamut from here, but... I mean, I don't know. I don't know if UW is that team that we remember from even two well, or three years ago. Well, there had already been questions about Jimmy Lake being the hire there. And then they went and they hired the Donovan guy from Penn State, the offensive coordinator. And there were massive, massive questions about him as well as that being your offensive coordinator hire. Uh, quarterback Dylan Morris, I'm just looking at the box score. He threw three interceptions. He was sacked four times and lost 24 yards on sacks. Uh, so that's obviously horrific. So the offensive line didn't play well against the F- an FCS team, and he threw picks against an FCS team. And outside of that, they ran the ball for a total of 53 yards. Now, Montana only threw the ball for 105 yards, but they had 127 yards rushing. It, it sounds like it was just mostly the turnovers and the sacks that did them in. 
because Montana didn't bring anything to the table offensively, but Washington just couldn't get anything done. That's what it, that's what it looks like on paper. So wow, yeah, just just an insane loss for a team that we thought would be competitive for a team that wasn't ready. And, and that's pretty much what UW just simply it didn't seem like they were ready to play, and they thought they were just going to be able to come in there and run over this FCS team. And you know, Montana said not so. All right, let's get to hour two. We're going to switch gears to the NFL. We have a couple of divisions that we have yet to preview. I think we're going to just mostly focus on the NFC West today. And we'll give, uh, we didn't get to the AFC West or the AFC South, I believe, were the two divisions we did not do. So uh, we will get to those kind of quickly cursory glance at them. But uh, we'll start diving into the NFC West next. This is Football Sunday on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 